My name is Jake Murin, and I'm actually making my first appearance on Entertainment Rebooted. If you're a fan of sports, you've likely heard my voice on the airwaves of Sports Power Talk or SBT Overtime, but today I'm excited to be featured on Entertainment Rebooted as I'm about to talk about the Netflix original show, Kaleidoscope. If you haven't heard of it, it's a show that came out on January 1st, and it's all about a bank heist as a crew of six people attempt to get a payout of $7 billion. Let's get more into the show, though, with a spoiler-free review. In a few minutes, I'll give my opinions on the show and the ending for those of you that have seen it. But for now, you can keep listening even if you haven't watched Kaleidoscope. And the, the first aspect of the show that has to be talked about is the most unique feature of Kaleidoscope. It's the most unique part of this show and maybe the most unique part about any show Netflix has ever released, and that, of course, is the episode order. So if you're completely unfamiliar with Kaleidoscope, what makes this show so special is that you can watch these episodes in any order you like to, except for two exceptions. You do have to watch episode black first and episode white last. So every single episode, there's nine episodes, every single episode is labeled by a color. So you have black, yellow, violet, blue, red, pink, white, orange, green, and so on. So there's every single episode is labeled by a color. And every single episode is a time frame within this bank heist that these six people are planning on executing for, again, that $7 billion payout. Of course, different motivations within getting that money, whether it be that monetary gain, whether it be revenge, every single character has their own motivation. And that's actually something I really enjoy about this show is that they do a good job at building all these characters and making you kind of relate with some of these characters as well and really know why they are in this, not only for the money, but for other aspects of what a bank heist entails as well. But in terms of the episode order, Every episode, again, associated with a color, and every episode associated in the timeline or the time frame of this bank heist. So if you're wanting to watch this in chronological order, which I personally don't advise, it would go black, violet, green, yellow, orange, blue, white, and then red, and then you would end it with pink. And the reasoning for this is black, all black is, is an explanation of the show, pretty much what I'm doing right now. And the explanation of the show, Black, I mean, it's a 45-second to a minute episode, and I'm not even kidding. It's just a quick introduction into Kaleidoscope, and it really just makes you understand what you're about to get into as Netflix generates a random order for you. And that's really important, too. Everybody's going to have a different viewing experience if you end up watching the, the Kaleidoscope show on Netflix in the order that Netflix randomly generated for you, unless you use some of the advice that I'm giving you or you do some research on what is the quote-unquote you know, best way of watching Kaleidoscope, which is certainly an option, and that is exactly what I did. But that is the chronological order. Black, just explaining the show, and white, white should really be watched last, but if you're doing it in chronological order, the last three episodes would begin with white, then go to red, and then go with pink. So black's first, just ex- it's, it's an explanation of the show, then violet is 24 years before the heist. This kind of gives you some backstory on two of the main characters, then you have green, which is seven years before the heist. Yellow is six weeks before the heist. 
Orange is three weeks before the heist. Blue is five days before the heist. White is the heist itself, which is why it should really be last. Red is the morning after the heist. And pink is six months after the heist. The order that I watched it, though, I did want to express this because the order that I watched it was the best order by many people who had watched it before me. And I agree that this is the best order to watch Kaleidoscope. It makes you have many questions throughout the show. And this is really a show that makes you think. So if you like shows that make you think, this is going to be a show for you. If you don't, if you just want to sit back, be entertained, not really have to think a whole lot, then Kaleidoscope, not the show for you. But if you're looking for a show that makes you think, Kaleidoscope is perfect, and this is the show order, or the episode order, that I watch Kaleidoscope in. Again, I began with black, kind of just an explanation of the show. Then I started with yellow, which was six weeks before the heist. Then I went to violet, which was 24 years before the heist. So I was already introduced to some of these characters, and then I learned the backstory of them by watching violet. Then I went back to orange, which was three weeks before the heist. Then green, which was seven years before the heist. So you're constantly going, you know, six weeks, 24 years, three weeks, seven years. So you're learning about the events leading up to the heist while also getting that great detail in the backstory of some of these characters as well. Then after green, I went with blue, which was five days before the heist. And then this was where it got really weird because you watch red, which is the morning after and then pink, which is six months after the heist itself before you actually watch white, which is the heist. Very weird being able to experience Pink, which is such a huge episode in this series. Of course, it takes place six months after the heist. I think it's the longest episode as well, around 56 minutes. And you're watching that, and you know what happens after the heist before you actually watch the heist itself. I was skeptical of this as well, but trust me, if you watch it in that order, it's all going to make sense. You're going to have a lot of questions after Pink, but I promise you most of them, if not all of them, will be answered after watching White. And if you even have further questions, hopefully I can answer them uh, through this podcast. If not, you know, you can always Google or YouTube some of these further in-depth analysis of exactly what happened in Kaleidoscope. So that's the episode order. Really wanted to communicate that through because Kaleidoscope, like I said, is a one-of-a-kind show. And what makes it a one-of-a-kind show is that episode order. Now I want to get into the production quality. Again, no spoilers here yet, but the production, I didn't really have any complaints. There was a good use of sound effects. The soundtrack, which I'll get to in a moment, was fantastic. And the use of After Effects with things like explosions were all very well done, I thought. I enjoyed the graphics that started and finished every episode with the lock and key sound effects of like breaking a vault and the drama watching each episode for the first time, wondering what part of the story you're about to dive into. Just the anticipation of clicking on episode green for the first time and not knowing what part of the story you're about to get into and then seeing, oh yeah, it's seven years before the heist and then you're just in that story right from the get-go. I really enjoyed that part of the show. So production, no complaints at all. Now the soundtrack, I loved the soundtrack to Kaleidoscope. They used music in high-profile scenes, whether it be a shootout or an important action by a character. One soundtrack that really stood out to me among the rest in Kaleidoscope was Devil's Plan by Dominic Lewis and Charles Jones. This was the ending song in white, and this was made for for the show and part of the official soundtrack. 
and just that song itself ending the show and really every single song they put in this show enhanced the product. It made everything feel bigger and gave the show the vibe that it needed, which was all about how these six people are motivated by different reasons to complete this bank heist. Things are going to go wrong. People are going to betray each other and they're willing to do some illegal things to get there. And just these songs that were playing nonchalant songs. I mean, it was very, very well done. One of the things I enjoyed most about Kaleidoscope. Now I want to talk about the script a little bit, and it's kind of subjective based on how you think the story of the show was. Overall, I think they devoted time to the characters that needed it most. You could argue that RJ Acosta, played by Jordan Mendoza, was the most underwhelming of the six people involved in the heist, but I don't think he necessarily needed a big role, and he came more into play with how the heist actually went down. And I think all the characters were were built up very nicely with great backstories because Kaleidoscope is a show that allows that to happen. We can watch it in any order based on what Netflix gives you and based on the timeline of events that were before, during, and of course after the heist as well. Personally, I have some issues with how the story ended, which I'll get to here in a few minutes, but I think the story from start to finish was very entertaining. It kept me on the edge of my seat, and it made me want to binge the entire series. I just thought overall it was very well thought out. So I give the script a a good round of applause for the director of Kaleidoscope. For my overall recommendation, I 10 out of 10 would recommend watching this Netflix original series. It's such a unique viewing experience with the episode order, and it's a show that, again, makes you think. It's a great story, and character development, for the most part, is great as well. It's just a show that there's nothing else out there like it. So 10 out of 10 would recommend. If I was rating this show, I'd probably give it a 9 out of 10. Even if you don't love it like I do, it's at least a show worth watching. I don't see how anyone could rate it anything lower than maybe a 6 out of 10 at the very at the very lowest. I give it a 9 out of 10. I'll explain why here in a minute, but 9 out of 10 show rating, I think that's pretty high. But a 10 out of 10 recommendation, please go watch Kaleidoscope. Nine episodes, one of them is one minute long, and I promise you, you will at least enjoy it a little bit. You know, 6 out of 10 at the very least, at the very least, I really think this show is is one of the best shows that Netflix has ever put out there, up there with, you know, the stranger things of the world. I, I do think it, I do think of this show that highly. Now, here's where we get into some of the spoilers. So if you have not watched Kaleidoscope, skip ahead. You don't want to hear what I'm about to say because this is a show, again, that I think you should all watch. But if you have watched Kaleidoscope, stick with me here. I'm going to get into the ending of the show, but also some of the characters and events that happened in Kaleidoscope. And let me know what you think as well. You can always tweet at us at WZIPFM on Twitter, or let me know at Jake underscore Murrin on Instagram or at jmurrin3 on Twitter. I want to hear what your thoughts are as well involving Kaleidoscope. So let's jump right into it and let's talk about the ending and let's talk about these character deaths. And this is something that I actually have a problem with. I mentioned my 9 out of 10 rating and one of the reasons for taking a point off are these character lists or these character deaths. Only two of the original six people involved in the heist survived by the end of Kaleidoscope. They survived by the end of episode pink, right? 
So you have Leo, Ava, Bob, and RJ. The, all four of those characters died. And to me, at the very least, let Ava live. The way she died was so foolish. Of course, they were under captivity, if you can, can even call it that, by one of those goons that Bob hired to take out Leo. And just to think that one of the silliest characters in the entire show killed one of the biggest manipulators in the show and Ava, it just doesn't make sense to me. People online, I've seen that people are saying that she should have got the shot off with the shotgun that she had in her house, but it was from quite a distance away and knowing the spread of a shotgun, it probably would have hit Leo sitting on the couch as well. And that silly character, I don't even know his name, but that character ended up killing, I believe it was Titi or Tete, a very close relative of Ava. And then he ended up killing Ava as well before Leo escaped from the tape that was around him and was able to kill that, that character that ended up killing Ava. I completely dislike that death. I don't think it was needed in Kaleidoscope at all. Of course, the deaths of Leo, Bob, and RJ all made sense, but Ava, I think she was one of the more likable characters, and I don't think she had to die, or at least die the way she did. I think that was the biggest thing that I have a problem with. If she dies, okay, but let's make her death seem a little bit more important and not let her die to a character that had no business killing one of the main six characters. And if you really think about about Ava, she's one of the top two, top three characters in this entire show. So I don't agree with how Ava died at all. Another character that I don't like the death to is the FBI agent, Nizan. Her death kind of, it just didn't make sense to me. It was likely the triplets for not letting go of the case. So if you are questioning why she died or how she died, at the end of Pink, just walking down the street, being greeted by a stranger looking for the train station, I believe it was. And then in you know three seconds, on the crosswalk of a road, she collapses and dies. I, it was very confusing. And it was likely the triplets again, those three people that had all the money saved in Roger Salas's, uh vault. It was likely the triplets for killing her. So that storyline makes sense. But... I personally like Nizan, and keeping her alive wouldn't have hurt the show and could have played into a sequel if she tried to hunt down the two members of the heist that were still alive in Judy and Stan. I think that would have been a much better ending for her. Of course, she had the history with uh, addiction problems and finally got her way back into the FBI and the storyline with her son. I just think Nizan deserved a way Way better ending and having her die like that, I didn't agree with at all. And of course, you have that Easter egg in the show where in a earlier episode, or depending on the episode order, of course, Roger Salas does say something along the lines of a stranger could pat you on the arm and in seconds you'd be dead. Something along the lines of that. And lo and behold, that is exactly what happened to FBI agent Nizan. Really hated that death, but... It is what it is. Those are the characters that died, and those are that is that is something that I do take uh, issue with when it comes to Kaleidoscope. Something I don't take issue with, though, and something I really love about Kaleidoscope is what incriminated Roger Salas. We knew that Salas had gone to jail for what he had in his personal safe inside his vault, 
And I believe this happened in episode red when the two FBI agents were down in his vault. They asked him to open his personal vault. Boom, he was shocked to see what he saw and was arrested right there on the spot. We didn't find out what it was, and I was nervous while watching the show that we wouldn't find out what it was until it was actually the final scene of the show. The final scene of the show, how perfect this was. Of course, Leo Pap put the necklace from one of their prior heists from the episode Velvet or Violet, excuse me, into his secret safe in his vault that incriminated Salas. It was just perfect long form storytelling. And it left you loving the show, regardless of what happened six months after the heist in episode Pink. So if you don't like what happened in episode Pink, at least that's not the last episode you watch, right? You're going to watch episode White last. And again, that music that plays to end the episode as Leo puts that necklace in his vault to incriminate Solace. Perfect. Perfect ending. Kind of gives you the ending in white. It kind of puts that down a little bit. And you're off on a happy note as to what happened in episode white. But I do have to talk about episode pink a little bit more because I do have a problem with what happened at the episode of pink. And this was the killer in the killing of Leo Pap, main character played by Giancarlo Esposito. And what a great performance by him, by the way. Absolutely love his roles and everything that he's in and 10 out of 10 played an amazing role here in Kaleidoscope. But I have a problem with his death at the end of the show. It ended up being Roger Salas's son, uh, as identified by the shirt he was wearing in both pink and white. And of course, you should be watching episode pink before you watch episode white. And the reason I suggested the order that I did to watch pink right before white is because if you watch pink first, six months after the heist... You're going to be very disappointed watching the rest of the series because Leo dies at the end of the episode. A bun- Leo dies in the episode. Bob dies in the episode. Ava dies in the episode. Stan and Judy, you kind of know what happens with them a little bit. Nizan dies as well. I mean, there's so much that happens in episode pink, and that would be such a disappointment to watch that episode first and then have to wait another, what, eight episodes to get to episode white where there's explanations of what happens in Kaleidoscope. But no. Watch pink before you watch white. But the biggest problem I have, sorry I got off track there a little bit, but the biggest problem that I have when it comes to the killing of Leo Pap is this. If you're going to kill off the biggest character of a show, then make the killer notable. Salas's son had a good reason to kill Leo. He had a motive, right? But let's not act like his son had any bit of character development in the show at all. He was maybe featured in two scenes, and all he was really talking about was wanting to work for his dad at his company, and that was about it. He had the motive, like I said, but just was not a notable character in the show at all. I much rather would have seen Leo die of his Parkinson's disease that he was diagnosed with in episode green, or maybe collapse from Roger somehow poisoning him after his prison visit, similar to uh, what happened with Nizan, but overall, anything to me would have been way better than what actually happened. And as in many different shows, Kaleidoscope is a show that makes you think about whether a character is good or bad, whether a character is a hero or villain, because Leo Pap, he's the main character. He has good reasons to complete this heist, but really, he's not a great guy. 
right? I mean, he's killing people along the way. He's breaking the law along the way. But you know his motives are doing this for his family. So I'm not saying that he deserved a happy ending. And I would have been fine, again, if he had died of natural causes to his Parkinson's disease or maybe actually get killed by Roger compared to Roger's son. But to me, his death needed to feel way more significant than it actually was. And the killer just being Roger Salas' son, I didn't really like that. And who knows, you know, Roger Salas' son probably got incriminated after that and probably joined his dad right in those in those prison cells as well. Characters that I like, though. I want to get into some of these characters before I wrap up. Two characters that I really, really enjoyed. I just talked about him. Roger Salas, played by Rufus Sewell. He was just a great antagonist for not saving Lily in episode Violet, I believe. And Leo's wife, 25 years before the heist, Lily was Leo's wife. And just that huge scene that you finally understood why it was the whole show was built off of Roger Salas versus Leo Papp. And that scene in Violet, 25 years before the heist, when he did not save Lily, his wife, I mean, that really set up the ground for that entire feud throughout the entire show. He had the motivation to get rich, and Roger was selfish in the process of it. You know, he didn't save Lily. He was willing to kill just about anybody as proven by his hitman Carlos throughout the show. Roger Solis was a great character with great character development throughout the entire show. One other character that I want to mention that I really like was Hannah, played by Tati uh, Gabrielle. Hannah was Leo Papp's daughter, and she was just such a likable character. I love how she was the twist at the end of the show in the heist in episode white. She was the one who stole all the bonds and sold them back to the triplets. She did so, of course, in an effort to protect her father, Leo, who was going to get hunted down and likely killed by the triplets if he got away with the heist as planned. I just loved her character development and how her story ended by living on the side of a cliff in a quiet place with her baby, with her dogs, and of course a whole lot of money in those FedEx boxes as well. Hannah from beginning to end, and I was fortunate as well. The first episode that I watched was Yellow, and that was kind of her episode, right? Each episode was kind of surrounding a character, and Yellow really was her character. I just really enjoyed seeing her from beginning to end in Kaleidoscope. One more thing before I get out of here, I have to mention this character, a character that I really don't like, and a disclaimer here, I really do like Stan, so that means the character that I really don't like if you've watched the if you've watched the show is Judy. I cannot stand Judy. And I'll break it down for you before, during, and after the heist why I do not like her. And I'm not saying that I don't like her from a script standpoint, as if her character wasn't built up enough or her character didn't really make sense. This is more of a personal vendetta that I have against this character in this show, right? So let's start with before the heist. She left Stan while he was in prison with only six months left in his left in his sentence. And I question her character for even wanting to be with a guy like Bob. So she left Stan, a very likable character, while he was in prison with only six months left in his sentence. And then left him for a guy like Bob. And there was a scene in the show where Stan said, I question you, Judy, because you stand up for and you're with a guy like Bob. And that scene really sticks out to me among this entire show 
because it's true. It really is. Who would want to be with a guy like Bob? Judy kept on running back to him, and before the heist, really messed up what Judy did. Now, during the heist, she was the one that killed RJ. She killed him in the heist to save her fiancé, Bob. Then, she attempted to kill Bob when she was hunting down Stan. Just completely avoidable here. She could have shot Bob, saved RJ, and been done with it. Instead, she killed RJ, held Bob, put him in a dumpster, and then not even five minutes later, tried to kill Bob when he was hunting down Stan. Made no sense. And then after the heist, she got back with Stan. Stan, you emotional love bug, why did you get back with her? But he did. She got back with Stan. She felt emotional when seeing Bob's car and seeing his dead body on the beach. She took the duffel bag full of money out of Bob's car, and who knows if she left Stan. But my guess, she probably did. She probably did leave Stan. I actually do like that they left one aspect of the ending of the show wide open as it allows us to come up with, you know, our own ending to the terrible love story that is Judy and Stan's relationship, if you can even call it a relationship or love story at all. To me, it was just the flip of a switch. That's what Judy was. She was either on Stan's side or on Bob's side. She didn't really know what she was doing. She didn't really know what she was motivated by, whether it was money, staying with Bob, becoming closer with Stan. I mean, just the entire show, she was going from one spectrum to the other, to the other, to the other. It made no sense to me. And maybe that that is some fault on the script, but I think that was just who she was as a character. And you can like her. You can dislike her. I strongly dislike Judy, and those are my thoughts on Kaleidoscope. That'll do it for me, for my review. Again, let us know what you think on social media about Kaleidoscope. Do you agree with some of my opinions? Do you disagree with my my opinions? Are there things that I may be left out? I hope you could follow along when I was describing the episode order, and I also did the spoiler-free and spoiler review, and that's going to do it for my time on Entertainment Rebooted. Once again, I'm Jake Marin, and hope you enjoyed my Kaleidoscope review.